This episode brought to you by the following patrons. Wes Dreskel, Kaylee, Aaron, Danielle, Damasaurus, the number Jeff, Awesome Possum Blossom, Amy, Tia, Matthew, William, Brandon, Dave, Jamba, or Jonathan, Mandy, Scott, Kate, Isaac, Karoon, Eddie, and Nick B. And all the patrons want you to know that you are loved, you're listened to, and you're a valuable member of this awesome Horror Virgin community. And if you want to hang out with us, please do so in the Facebook group and Discord servers where we legit talk daily. I was uh, in Discord chatting on my drive back from Chattanooga this morning. Were you driving? I probably shouldn't have mentioned that. On people in this episode, and that's a romancing the pod thing. Oh, and I yeah. feel like we have a list now because there's now two people on that list at least. Oh yeah, Jamie Dornan and oh Henry no, Gemma. but also Jamie Dornan. Wait, who else? Uh, three people. How many people would you let spit on you? No, Jamie Dornan's the guy from Fifty Shades. Oh, that's right. I thought I was thinking of uh, Everlast. What the fuck is the <laughs> <laughs> Outlander? Outlander. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Which somebody in the Facebook group uh, said they would drink his bath water. Oh, that is so <laughs> gross. I wouldn't drink anyone's bath water. I was going to drink a fictional character's bath water. It would probably be someone made of food. So, like, <laughs> is Count Chocula made of Chocula like cereal? Count Chocula, <laughs> the Staple <laughs> Marshmallow Man. <laughs> <laughs> no. Thank you for tuning in to Horror Virgin I'm Paige I'm Mikey And I'm your Horror Virgin Todd Which means I don't like drinking Count Chocula's bath water But Mikey <laughs> wants to make me do it And this week <laughs> He made me watch Haunt I mean Is it his bath water Or his bath milk At that point oh. Milk <laughs> It's so milk. gross um, So okay This is the first time I had seen Haunt I know, Mikey, you've seen it before. Paige, was this your first time with Haunt? This was my first time as well. I picked this movie for a couple of reasons. One, I really liked it when I first saw it last year. Sure. I think I saw it last year. Yeah, I saw it last year. I really liked it because it's like takes place at a haunted house on Halloween or whatever. So I like movies that take place on the holidays. It's a big thing. I also liked that. It was good. I, I thought it was really good. Okay. And kind of creative. Yeah. Uh, I I liked the, it kind of scared me some with the jump scares. And it was an interesting concept that I yeah. didn't feel like had been super overdone. I liked, and the characters were su- a little in, a little more interesting than I was used to. It's been the villains were interesting. I hated the little tacked on ending. Hated that part. But this is the same people who wrote Quiet Place. Yeah, it is. I found that out in Fun mm-hmm. Facts and I was kind of surprised because. Really? Okay. I, I, I didn't realize that they wrote A Quiet Place. Yeah, because I, I like Quiet Place a good deal more than I like Oh, yeah. A Quiet Place, I would say, is a good movie. This is yeah, Quiet Place a is movie. Really good. Uh, this movie scared me a lot. Uh, and I watched it. I don't know if you guys saw the social share that I posted about it, but I watched it. Oh, yeah. The second reason I picked it, because it's got a lot of jump scares and body horror to freak Todd out. Yeah, and it did. And I watched this in the Chattanooga Convention Center on my iPad in the lobby. The perfect location. Yeah. And I was, like, freaking out so much that, like, the competitors at this fitness competition that Natalie was in were, like, looking at me crazy. Like, what is this guy doing over here? Flexing his eyes muscles <laughs> <laughs> and i mean clearly they were not oh is he in the show they were like oh he must be with someone who's in this show <laughs> <laughs> whose personal assistant is watching these movies <laughs> <laughs> i 
just sort of feel like a personal assistant in these things because she has to be there all day and I can like go get her stuff if she needs stuff. So I'll like run to Walgreens real quick or go to Starbucks or whatever, but it's part of it. It's like everyone needs one person to be their runner on that day. Yeah. Largely because these competitions are run terribly and you sort of have to be there in case something happens. It's whatever. Anyway, I hated this movie because it scared me a lot and I sort of feel like I felt with Lights Out, it's very forgettable because it is just jump scares. There's not really much substance to it. And at the end of it, you're like, oh, okay, I guess she became the hunter. Cool. Yeah. When you said last night in our text thread that it was forgettable, I was in the middle of watching it and I was like, I don't know. I kind of like it. And then I woke up this morning and I can't remember a damn thing in this movie. So I am glad I have my notes, but this movie did not scare me at all really okay that surprises me it scared me the first time i saw it and then i I fell for a couple jump scares this time i think it's i think i really like this movie i like i like her character growth and uh like some of the surprises like i like the whole she she thinks it's her her abusive boyfriend all the way up until like almost the end honestly i did too until they revealed that it was the band slipknot running a haunt (laughs) for halloween the thing is they don't reveal who was running the haunt for halloween there's no slipknot do they say it's slipknot no. Like I don't I I fully don't know if you're joking Paige because I, they don't <laughs> tell you and that's why I didn't that's why this is so forgettable for me. You can't just like have villains you have to have everything like explained out for you. Like I just thought they were like, you know, kind of a group. They had their own like traditions and like weird motivations that you don't know, but But I th- I think here's my frustration with it we don't get any of that tradition or information until much later into the movie and by then you're kind of just like where is this going who is this and then you only get enough just a barely enough of the traditions to be like so they alter their faith but is like their whole point just to kill people via a haunted house like who are these people yeah and by then our characters have been through enough of a haunted house that's like still just a regular haunted house like they don't get they don't start getting hurt or killed until way into this haunted house oh, yeah. to the point where I'm like, guys, you could have built like four less attractions than you did to kill people. And if they just want their faces, why not just shoot them when they walk through the door? Like, why torture them? I just well, serial killers like their uh, rituals or whatever. Yeah, sure. I, I, I like they're like good and ominous. Like, OK, they murder. They're like a creepy murder cult or whatever. You don't know. But the perspective is the people who are the victims. Right. So, like, I like that you got to know them. It, they go through like 35 minutes of haunted house before they start getting murdered. But did you? I didn't know the baseball guy's name until the end of the movie. The baseball guy had a name. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did have a name. So did the other guy. But that that one I figured out slightly earlier. It's basically the main girl. I don't remember her name. I don't remember anybody's names on any movie. But then my frustration with the main girl's story is that it's kind of half formed where what we find out about her is a that she was she had a traumatic childhood because she lived in an abusive home. Yeah. Um, And then she ended up in an abusive relationship as an adult. Which, by the way, at a certain point, it looks like the abusive boyfriend is going to be the hero of the story. I was so mad and until I he died. Lost yeah. my mind, yeah. and then he died. But then I was like, "This is just padding the kill count. Like, I don't feel anything about this. This is bringing the cops home in Lights Out. They don't do anything except for die. Yeah, which." I'm sort of fine with. Well, he sets it up where they can escape in his car. Sure. Yeah, it's, yeah. Except that they end up driving a completely different car away. I don't know if anybody no, noticed it's, it's that. No, it's the truck. It's his truck. No, no, no. Two scenes later, she's in a different truck. Yeah. Like, it is the wrong truck. Well, then that's a continue. It, it's his It's his truck. 
It should be, but it is not on screen. But Mikey, like I uh, was talking to Natalie about this and I told her what I thought about it because she wasn't able to watch it with me because of her competition. So I was telling her, I was like, it's really scary. It really scared me, but it was very forgettable. And she was like, does Mikey like it? And I was like, yeah, Mikey loves this movie. And she goes, is there a brunette with a lot of teeth? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there is. And she goes, oh, that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) But that's kind of my frustration with the story is that like, the story it kind of portrays it as if she has growth where she's finally going to fight back for herself which i i do kind of like that i didn't hate that yeah i like that a lot but at a certain point she has that growth she's gonna fight back and then there's 20 minutes left of the movie where she's just trapped and having to try to shoot people or hide but there seems to be no rhyme or reason to it it's almost like they got to a certain point in the script and they're like and then she fights back fuck, this is 20 pages too short. Like, yeah. And they're just like, how do we pad this out? I don't know what we do. I like it because it feels like a haunted house. I mean, it is a haunted house. I mean, because it's a movie that's like that. And I like that. The first, I would say, 40 minutes or so of this movie when we still don't know who's doing it when we're still kind of trying to figure it out because i caught on quick that they were actually killing people with the party girl at the very beginning oh Oh, yeah okay there's no way i would go into that haunted house no well yeah but i got so i kind of caught on but then you're they're going through these different attractions and i was like okay this is kind of interesting this is kind of cool but then at a certain point when they kind of tip their hand that it's slipknot At that point, I was just like, oh, this is a lot less interesting because now I have to try and invest in this weird world building that they don't have time to do in this movie. Well, and they don't even attempt to do it. They they never tell you who those people are, why they're doing it, just that they want faces, I guess, which is okay. Well, they don't take their faces. They just alter their own. Like, so it's not they're not stealing them even. What? Then I have no idea what they're doing or why they're doing it. But I will say, like, I understand why if you like jump scary horror, why you'd like this movie. I just don't like jump scary horror. And there really isn't much of a story here that's worth watching. So I don't really like the movie that much. But that's like the best review you can get for a movie. (laughs) I'm like the person who is not going to like these movies, you know, because I don't like being scared. So, like, it's not a bad movie. I understand why everyone likes it. Everyone who likes horror, that is. But there's just not a lot to sink your teeth into here like there's not a relationship that like really closely allegories one of the hosts like and that we can like really joke around about <laughs> yeah i felt like i mean i know you're saying it's jump scary i don't remember any jump scares really? oh no i think there's some jump scares yeah there's some jump scares and there's some body horror in this that got me too like that freaking skeleton coming out of the wall i got me it got me the most yes it was scary, and the second time it's got her ears on it, and I was like, ah, son of a bitch again! Just like that guy, he's like, ah, oh, damn it! Yeah, I understood how he felt in that moment, yeah. Interesting. I, I mean, I don't know if it's just because it's a haunted house, so I was kind of expecting stuff like that. Like, I laughed at that, I wasn't scared of that, <laughs> and then there's a scene later, and I have it in my notes where it's something really brutal and terrible, but I ended up laughing, and uh, I, I don't remember what it was, but when we get to it, I will let you know. I, at a certain point, I remember thinking, like, what is scary? Will this even scare Todd? Oh, it did. I don't know. Maybe I guess my jump scare meter is just fucking broken, but I don't know. I just thought it was a collection of collectors collecting. See, that's the thing. The collector is more fun. The collector was way better than the this. The collector yeah. is more fun. 
The Collector and Collection are way better movies than this. Yeah. I, I mean, those are some of my favorites. This yeah. kind of scratches that itch for me a little bit. Though. I can see that, though, Mikey, because I'm like, are they putting them in the barrels at the end? Because like maybe they're collecting yeah. them to put somewhere. Yeah, I think they're just because those are barrels where people put dead bodies all the time. But like, I think it's just that. So, I mean, maybe we should just get into the movie so we can talk about why Paige and I didn't like it as much as Mikey liked it. Yeah, sure. So we open <laughs> through the credits with kind of a montage of people drilling, welding. Like, they're clearly putting together the haunted house. Yeah, they're building it. And then we see that red string, right? They wrap trip lines, yeah. Yeah, which doesn't come back until the boyfriend, or I should say ex-boyfriend, because she does break up with him at the very beginning. Yeah. But it doesn't really pay off until he comes back. And I was like, I wonder when we're going to see that red string again. Yeah, absolutely. We open on, or we cut to, a neighborhood. It says Carbondale, Illinois, Campus Housing. And it's actually really, like, it, I want to live in that neighborhood. It is, like, fall to the max. Yeah. Halloweened <laughs> out. Jack-o'-lanterns everywhere. And we see a pumpkin smash against a front door. And somebody drives away. That was the first jump that got me. Really? The pumpkin? Okay. Yeah. The, the pumpkin? Pu- the pumpkin scared me so much. I kind of wish you watched this at home, because I think you would have really been scared. Mikey, I was scared. I will say that watching it in the lobby of a convention center is much less scary than watching it like upstairs in my like, it's not a theater room, but it's like I got a big TV. I can turn the lights off. You know, it's much scarier up there. I turned the lights off. I watched this like on the big screen. Like I specifically was like, okay, I'm going to if this is scary, it's going to end. No, it still got me. I mean, even in the convention center, I was scared. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so it's it, it still got me I, I'll probably give it a lower score than I would have Had I watched it upstairs on my big TV But it was still pretty scary for me So a girl opens the door In like the first thought I had Was that scene in Mean Girls where she's like Duh I'm a mouse but she's a cat Whereas <laughs> like she just put animal ears on And that's yeah. it But so she walks out she kind of sees the pumpkin And she sees a red GMC truck drive away And she walks back into The house where Harper her roommate has the door closed and is clearly trying to cover a black eye which the fact that she doesn't sweat off that makeup and that she doesn't color correct before putting the like (laughs) foundation on I was like that's never gonna stay like it's yeah you won't be able to mm -mm. but so she's covering a black eye and we see a picture of the truck and she kind of overhears her friend the one with the cat ears that answered the door talking about her and she's watching Night of the Living Dead which I thought was kind of fun. Yeah. And she's getting text messages on her phone and they're clearly very kind of demanding and controlling text messages and they're just one right after the other. And she's trying to get him to like stop calling and texting her. And so Bailey, her friend with the cat ears, comes in and says, did you, did your boyfriend just throw a pumpkin at the door? Because we're breaking up with him now. This is not good. And Harper kind of tries to defend it. And Bailey's like, uh, nope, he's an alcoholic. And I came into your room last night and I saw your black eye. So even though you have covered it, I know that he is hurting you. Yeah. And so this needs to stop now. Honestly, that's a good friend. Yeah. That is a good friend. I think Bailey's a great friend. I was actually really sad to see Bailey not live through this movie. Now, I will say Bailey did wait all day to confront her about that. Like it's nighttime. They're getting ready to go out. <laughs> she ran errands paid the bills well she does say that she was passed out and so we don't know that maybe harper is woken up this may have been her first opportunity to talk to her about it i would have tried to wake her just in case she was you know murdered yeah (laughs) i will say that it's clear that all of the roommates have kind of talked about it and been like this is 
bad and like we're seeing signs of stuff we need to confront her and they choose to kind of confront her about it there was a girl when i was in college that was in kind of a i don't think it was this bad if that makes sense but it was still just like not a super healthy relationship and we similarly had to uh confront her about it and she did not listen to us she's not with that guy anymore which is good but like it's hard to it's hard to break that cycle of abuse yeah Yeah, man it's rough it's that's hard yeah uh but they do convince uh harper to go out with them so they go out and take shots of spider vodka yeah what is spider vodka definitely not something i want to do it is real uh and it's infused with a huntsman spider which are the same spiders from arachnophobia yeah i remember the huntsman spiders they are a freaky no i don't want this also i don't like vodka it says the spider is edible but it needs to be cooked if you want to eat it why why would you want to eat Ugh, no, I'm out. I would not eat a spider. Like, what if you bit into it and there's, like, baby spiders? Oh, they also have scorpion ones, too. What? Is the scorpion edible? Yeah. yeah. You have to have them both edible. That's like a, you can't just off-brand, like, you can eat, you can't eat the scorpion, but you can eat the spider. It's too confusing for people. Yeah. <laughs> but does the spider make it taste different? Like, why would you do that? Supposedly it does. Supposedly it imparts some flavor. It tastes like fear. Yeah, it tastes like fear. It tastes like Count Chocula's <laughs> bathwater. <laughs> oh, my God. So they're having a fun Halloween, and Bailey is kind of making the rounds, talking to people. Now, okay, Mikey, do you, when exactly did this movie come out? Do you know? I think it came out 2019. It did. Because she, like, talks to baseball guy, who we will later find out his name is Nathan. Talks to baseball guy, that she kind of moves on to a dude that low-key looks like he is dressed as the Duke from Bridgerton. <laughs> and like <laughs> like head to toe looks like him and i was just like oh that's hysterical <laughs> um oh, but it, this would have predated bridgerton so i don't know yeah this is 2019 he's like i'm voltaire or whatever you're like whatever <laughs> okay voldemort <laughs> thanks <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile baseball guy motions and it looks like he's motioning harper over but he's actually motioning for a new drink regardless she goes over to talk to him they kind of hit it off a little bit not a ton i mean like they, they kind of p- play this as a love interest but they don't have a ton of chemistry I don't know if they played it so much as a love interest as, I don't know, it felt more to me like there could be something there, it's just super early on, and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we're like 20 years old. Yeah, and they like, they crewed up, you know, so like he does feel yeah. like later in the in the thing that he has some like ownership in protecting her, but I also feel like he feels that way about sort of everybody. Yeah. I don't really feel like, I mean, it may be there will be dating later on, you know, if their relationship continues, but it didn't feel like they were like falling in love tonight. You know, it didn't yeah. feel like that. I also probably think the girls were like, Hey, you can't hit like, she just broke up with like a physically abusive guy. Yeah. Yeah. Today. So be nice to her. Yeah. 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 Well, he does say that they told him about her. So I I suspect they probably gave him some context and maybe anticipated that they'd be crewing up with him later. Yeah. Then we meet his friend, Evan, who accidentally throws a drink at her. (laughs) He just smashes it. I I think he doesn't realize his own strength. Yeah. And he like smashes it into everybody and she sort of gets hit with it. Yeah. And he's dressed as the front part of Human Centipede. And I actually think his costume is really funny. It is funny. He he takes it (laughs) off like halfway through the movie, but it's basically a burlap sack with like plastic skeleton hands like (laughs) attached to the side and it is so fucking funny i thought he was gonna be like super annoying throughout the whole film like a uh texas chainsaw situation yeah but he was not no i i sort of like his character he is definitely not Mm -hmm. franklin at all yeah yeah i do hate i don't care if it is a scary movie or not and or they're murdering real people at your haunted house or not i'm not splitting up 
No, I think that that is the dumbest thing ever. Go left or go right. I'm like, you guys want to go left or you guys going to go right? Because we're not going to split up. Well, and there's like a, a safe, not safe. And what we'll, well, we got to wait till we get to that part in the movie. We can't talk about it. Like, table it. Yeah, let's table it. Table it, table it, table it. So she gets a text from her boyfriend saying to guess his costume. And it looks like he's dressed as a wolf. And she's... A- AKA Little Red Riding Hood, even though that's not, it's not really her costume. But so she thinks he's there. And so she's kind of looking for him. She sees somebody in like a red cloak outside and then they leave. He's ominously looking at her. But it's not him we'll find out. He never goes to this party. He was never actually there. She just thought he was. Right. Well, and that makes sense because people who, you know, they look for their abusers. You, You know, you look, you know, you see people who traumatized you and crowds and stuff like that you always have that feeling i think i felt it was like a visual representation of like yeah. where she was at emotionally which is yeah like i came out but i don't feel good <laughs> it's yeah it is that but it is also the clowns that's where they get the flyers the flyers for what the haunted house was it yes oh they just put i thought they're just putting it up around the party or whatever i mean they may be doing that but the person she sees in the red cloak is the person we see later in the movie in the red cloak and red mask oh yeah i guess that's oh. true that's that's true I guess yeah so Nathan comes out and finds her and is like so has anything scary ever happened to you and she has like a flashback of like she's like my whole life and sit down (laughs) (laughs) well she says I had a great relationship with my parents and this is one of for me the most frustrating parts of this is we we get the same part of her story with her parents multiple times yeah and we don't really get an explanation for what the current status of her parents is that drove me crazy like i don't know if her mom's alive or dead i don't know if her mom is alive or dead i don't know if her dad's alive or dead like i i don't know if her mom killed her dad in self-defense i don't know if her dad accidentally killed her mom like i i don't know i thought there was definitely murders i thought so too or her dad killed the mom and he's now in jail and that's why she's sort of she has the house but she owns that house then why is she living with roommates like you know what I yeah mean? it makes no sense it makes no sense and it is the whole time during the movie i found myself looking for those answers thinking i would get them and then that's why i hate that scene at the end the most because like before it was just like in her mind right like flashbacks right. in her mind and like you don't need an explanation but if you're going to have the actual literal end of the movie take place at that house, I need to know what's going on in that context. I would have loved if it was like her dad walking into it, like being all trapped up. And he's like, what the hell did you do to the house? She's like, whatever. Same thing. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> this is for mom. I would say I still wanted an explanation because because the movie acts like it gives things weight. I want to know why that ring is important. I want to know. Oh, yeah. Why should we care? Why does she have... If she has all of her mom's costume jewelry, that would imply that her mom is dead. That's what I thought. Her mom died. She kind of talks about like, I'd give anything to see mom at the door, but we don't know if her mom's dead and we don't know where her dad is either. And when she does go back to that house, you're like, now I'm just fucking confused because she has it listed as mom's house on the map. Yeah. And at one point is trying to go to mom's house. And I'm like, so is mom not dead? I don't know. And this movie doesn't seem to know either. No, it doesn't. Or at least it doesn't tell you. And this is like sort of my frustration with a lot of these specific types of movies that are really just built around scares and not built around story. And I feel like that's why you end up with like a genre of horror being called elevated horror, because those are sort of the horror movies that focus on story. Like Hereditary is an amazing horror movie, but people call it elevated horror because it's got like an actual story to it and if these types of movies 
movies like Lights Out and this are considered horror, I understand why you might consider like Get Out or Hereditary sort of elevated horror. Well, and I feel like any horror movie could have a story. I think that's my frustration. It's like I agree. I think every movie should have a story. I think this movie has more story than most movies we see. No, there is nothing to this movie. There's <laughs> there's hardly any story at all. It lights out the plot was terrible. It explained stuff so shittily that it just made shittily. it worse. So I would rather them not explain it than make the movie worse. No, no, not explaining it is just as bad because uh, for me this is just as confusing as lights out. Yeah, same. But I I even look at something like Dream Warriors and I'm like Dream Warriors. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no problem. Dream Warriors makes more sense <laughs> than this movie. Yeah. Blair Witch has more information and story than this movie. Agree. Do I think this is still executed okay? Sure. But like, there's not so much a story as much as it's just, at a certain point in this movie, it's just rooms of a haunted house that they're going through. That's not story. It's just the camera following them, basically. I think for what the filmmakers were trying to do, they executed it very well, which is just a very effectively scary Haunted House movie. I feel like they nailed it. Right. But there's just not a lot of story to it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Anyway, so they decide that they're all going to go find a haunted house. That's what they're going to do after this party. And Evan, who was the human centipede, has that red flyer for this haunted house. And so they're driving out to go see it. And she sees Sam's truck following them. Now, I don't think he actually is. I think this might be in her head. It could be, although it also could be him following. It doesn't really make a difference. I mean, I mean, he follows pretty hard when he had the option to. Yeah. The only reason I think that it's not him is because later in the movie, he ends up he's 18 miles away. And if he had followed them, he would have been closer than that. Well, and when they pull over because she's like, I think someone's following us. We never see that truck go by them. Right. When they pull off and turn their lights off. Right. That truck is not there. So I think it's just her emotional state. Yeah, you might be right, but it doesn't really tell you and it doesn't ultimately matter, I guess. You just know that she is very concerned about her now ex-boyfriend not handling the breakup well because we know he's abusive. Right. And yeah. as they're driving, um, she does get Evan to pull over. And as he pulls over, a sign that says haunted house lights up. So they have made it to their destination. That scared me. Like all of that shit scared me so much. Like from the pumpkin hitting the door and the sound it makes and it just like boom like that scared me the lights of the haunted house coming on scared me oh or the sign of the haunted house scared me i didn't i didn't care for this movie guys i'm gonna level with you i didn't really like the friend trying to uber them there because he's like i'm gonna charge if i'm taking you there i'm like that's that's a real dick move as someone who had to drive uber for about three months of their life i get it though yeah same i drove lyft for a hot second he wanted to go i mean there were plenty of times i took people back to my neck of the woods yeah and then stopped driving and went home you know like i would drive until someone drove close to where i was going yeah and then i would stop driving and they all just kind of expected him to drive them yeah rude friends that's his day job i don't come to your accounting firm and expect you to do my taxes yeah i don't expect you to be my therapist for free mikey oh that's debatable (laughs) we're friends mikey i keep telling you we're friends (laughs) i invited mikey on this podcast three years ago because i needed a therapist but i just didn't tell him that was the reason (laughs) (laughs) Clearly it hasn't helped, though. 
No. I think it's helped a little. <laughs> uh, so as they pull up to the haunted house, they're actually looking it up on Yelp, and there's only one review on Yelp, which is clearly fake. We will find out. Definitely did not die at this haunted house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lived through the whole thing. Which it makes me so mad. There's like nine of them. They should at least have nine fake reviews. Yeah, somebody's not doing their job. Also, they could have done it on the stolen cell phones of the ones that and weren't that, unlocked. That was what I was yeah. thinking, but, and he's going through and seeing what's unlocked. And I wondered if he just got interrupted and that's what he was doing, but anyway. <laughs> I would have loved it if we saw like them marketing their haunted house. Like we see yeah, them yeah, build yeah. it in the credits and then like later in the movie we <laughs> see them like at like a dry erase board like, all right, how do we effectively market yeah. this haunted house? SEO <laughs> optimization <laughs> for our murder house. <laughs> exactly. I Exactly. Say, new new rule of life. If you go to a haunted house on Halloween and there's two cars in the parking lot, yeah. those people are there to murder you. You should leave immediately. And those are the employees slash murderer cars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, anywhere I go and they're like, hey, you have to give us your cell phone. I'm not going into that establishment. Oh, I, I've done it for a few things. Because like comedy shows, they do that. They take your phone from you at a comedy show? Yeah. It's zanies, yeah. Yeah, not all of them, but a lot of them do. Oh, man, I haven't been in a while, but geez. Okay. Is that so you don't, like, record the act? Like, I sort of get that. That sucks, though. Water parks? Can't take your cell phone down the water slide. Well, you don't want to get a water damage. That that makes sense to me. You're not going to take it down to a water park, you know? I'm just saying there's some exceptions. Well, okay, honestly, I don't really like water parks, so I'm not going there anyway. The comedy show is probably one time I would give it up and go in, because I understand why that is. When we went to Prince's house in Paisley Park. God damn it, I wanted you to say funeral so bad, because I had all the questions about that thing. That'd be amazing. I know. They they take your cell phone, because they don't want you photographing anything, because it is his like house yeah and they don't want any posts or anything about it apparently it was like part of his stipulation for making it a museum so i mean that's awesome that's great i'm glad that uh prince is getting his own museum out of his house yep anyway uh so they leave the van but they do put Chekhov's bat in the trunk and <laughs> they see a clown outside they try to buy tickets and he has them like guess which hand one of them has a key in it or no i'm sorry both hands are empty he pulls a key from behind her ear yeah, so I really like Evan's response to that because it is very much like, oh, hey, do you do parties? My little niece has a birthday <laughs> party coming up. Do you just do shitty magic or like what's the deal there? Like he is giving them shit and that is so funny knowing that, you know, they're going to their deaths more or less. I thought it was very funny that he was giving them shit <laughs> beforehand. Yeah, and they open up a lockbox that they put their phones inside and then they sign releases that basically say stay on the marked path. Don't touch the actors. You will be prompted to do actions and you must surrender cell phones, which is pretty common for like escape rooms and stuff like that. That's pretty standard. I was literally thinking I would never do anything that I had to sign a release form for. And then I realized that literally two weeks ago, Mikey and I threw axes and I had to sign a long release to do that. So (laughs) I was like, oh, no, I, I have done that recently. Anything really fun you have to sign a release for. Wanky yeah, blanky. absolutely. Ladies, <laughs> bring your ballpoint pens so you can sign the release form, Mikey. What did you think they were going to do with it? <laughs> Balls. Uh, so, uh, so they close the door behind them, and it seems like it's kind of your standard haunted house. Wait, can I point out another scare that got me? Yeah. When they're joking around about the haunted house outside before they go in, and then they hear that scream. Mm-hmm. That scared me. It's a blood curdling scream. But you hear those outside of haunted houses. No, you do. But you hear that and like roars and like music and other stuff going on, right? You hear like mm-hmm. mechanics that, of like 
the thing's moving, right? You hear everything. In this movie, you only hear a scream. And I don't know why, but that was more scary to me. This sounds terrible. That gave it away to me immediately. I was like, oh, they're actually killing people. We've heard an actual woman scream and they're going to misinterpret it as fun and sure enough they do sure, sure enough i mean that is the concept of the movie so we knew they were going in there. i knew they were going to a murder haunted house since the beginning of the movie because that's the, that's what's for sale in this form of entertainment <laughs> so like i get that but like that scream because it came out of nowhere it interrupts them as they're talking like it was ominous and it scared me i would hate to be in like a murder clown cult whatever and then like your job is to tear the tickets and you don't ever get to murder someone oh no we see that guy later right yeah but like why would you abandon the front door in case more people came no he's clearly the owner and delegating the responsibilities to the lower (laughs) levels mikey in my mind they only turn on the haunted house sign when they are like done killing oh ready to go yeah yeah, okay other people because they now want new customers right so yeah in my mind the only reason that sign kicked on when it did well they killed that one lady while they're they, while they were doing their tickets. They didn't kill her then. They kill her later because we see that lady die. But in my mind, they didn't turn that sign on until they had captured her or until they like she was the last one left of her group. Yeah, because she's outside when they pull in with the van. In my mind, they don't even turn on the sign until they have they're looking for more capacity. I don't know what you'd call that. More victims, I guess, is really what you should call it. Yeah. <laughs> Why did that make you laugh, Mikey? Because it's like, oh, you know, he had, I'm trying to, like, if we describe people's kill counts as capacity. <laughs> I do like that there's a guy who is pretty much like a restaurant host who's like, hey, are you guys free to kill some more? Okay, yeah, I'll turn the sign on again. Yeah, section four's got an open table. <laughs> we got an open cauldron on section three, so <laughs> we're going to uh, go ahead and open up for more capacity. I mean, bodies. So they walk through and it seems like a pretty standard haunted house, kind of boring. And then a skeleton pops out. They put Bailey's ears on it. I mean, that would have scared the shit out of me. I mean, we actually did in 2019 go to a haunted house. Mikey and I did. And we were Mm going to try and get video footage of it, but they wouldn't let us take GoPros in. Yeah. But I still went through the haunted house and it was shit like this first room. Yeah. Like nothing that is like overtly scary. Yeah. But Mikey, how would you summarize how I behaved myself in that haunted house? Very scared. He yeah. was very, very scared. I was throwing my five foot girlfriend around in front of me and like trying to hide behind her because I was so scared. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. He's a brave little toaster. <laughs> I think one of the best ones I've ever been to was one time when I was in Europe, they had a haunted castle tour and it was like in a real castle, oh. but it wasn't just like pop out ghosts. It was like, you'd walk into a room and they're like, I'm the barber and the surgeon and we've got the plague. <laughs> and you're just like, oh no, <laughs> this is terrifying. <laughs> What's the theme? What's going on here? I need just one theme. You guys are doing too much. The theme is the 1300 were terrible yeah <laughs> yeah i read about that yeah <laughs> so they walk through and they come into a room that has a glass wall where we see a witch with a cauldron yeah she then drags out a body bag and it's one of the girls from outside before they went in and they're like oh this looks super real and i'm like no this is definitely real 
and she's begging for somebody to help her so they could just let her go and the witch brands her face and the smoke fills the room yeah so they go on to the next room and they're like this place is so cool well okay but i feel like they say that because when the smoke clears they're she's gone because it smokes so much that it obscures their view but by the time it's gone the cauldron's gone the body's gone the witch is yeah. gone like it may have just been projected onto that screen right right we know it's not but like i could understand if i was in their situation i'd be like okay that looks so real that's impressive yeah. I hope I don't get murdered in five minutes, which I would. I would have been murdered next for sure. Well, as they walk through, the markings on the floor just say bye in tape. Yeah. B-I? B-Y-E. No. Yeah, it's like goodbye, My not e. as in uh, okay. you who was making fun of me for watching morning porn. You could cut that. Well, I mean, they're not going to have any context for what you mean by yeah, morning so porn. Yeah, so cut it. So cut I'm just going to leave it in and then throw in no. like some audio of me. Like, you don't need context. That's obviously porn you watch in the morning. She's talking about Outlander, Mikey, not like oh. the porn you just, watch. Just cut it. It's not important. No, it has to stay in. I'm so it's sorry. It's very important. We can't. We That's unfortunately can't make cuts anymore to the podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm so yeah, busy. We're so this sorry. Week. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just so much going on. Like we are real morning porn advocates here. I hate you both. <laughs> Honestly, Paige, normalize it. Yeah, <laughs> normalize it. You suck. I just want to know when you started your live journal of fan fiction about Outlander. I have not started any fan fiction about it yet. <laughs> well, when you do write it, I am more than happy to help you. Like produce like a production of it oh, for no. Patreon. No, this, this sounds terrible. But, like different time periods where it's like she puts her hands on the stones and she goes all the way back to prehistoric <laughs> and falls in love with a caveman. Kind of here for it. Like a reverse Encino man. Reverse Encino <laughs> man. <laughs> and she's like, germs, it's important. And they're just like, rock important. Fire important. <laughs> rock important. Like rock, rock hard. Because <laughs> it's porn. It's porn. It's porn. <laughs> Paige, it has to still be morning porn, but it's just like <laughs> someone's died and everyone's sad. Morning porn. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, neither of you listened to the vampire novel we put up for cult podcast Patreon. So I did not. Yeah, but I do want to do that sort of thing, but for your fan fiction for Outlander porn. I don't have any like concrete plans for fanfic. I don't have any ideas ideas or inspiration i think they did fine enough with the story they have <laughs> i don't want yeah it is basically porn already yeah except for like huge sections where she's like surviving in the jungle for it, it's not important anyway so <laughs> i mean she runs across some snakes she does meet a snake named jamie frazier <laughs> yeah <laughs> hello outlander <laughs> Paige, we're gonna call it cocklander and it's gonna be 100 percent a parody of outlander no because you know what with my luck it'll end up on the internet somewhere and get back to the people it's about and <laughs> and they'll be flattered no they'll... i don't think so <laughs> I'm starting season four right now. Oh my God, Paige. Paige, you just did season two like two days ago. Yeah, I have it on while I'm working. So like I'll be working during the day and I just- I bet you're working. No, I just like, you know, I'm writing up reports. I'm like- I do that know... too sometimes. Yeah. Like I honestly have watched all of Entourage in the past two weeks. I was specifically yeah. told not to watch things like that at work. What, well, porn? You work in an office. <laughs> <laughs> 
I do love that, like, you're watching Outlander. I was watching Entourage, which is very much, like, softcore porn, but for our different interests. I like that your version of morning porn is Entourage. That's upsetting. That that makes my heart hurt. (laughs) A little bit. I don't know what to say other than I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I feel like I, I would say it's the expected porn for each of us we have our own respective okay you have to watch you have to write entourage fan fiction (laughs) if you write entourage fan fiction i will write outlander fan fiction oh my god oh deal and then we both have to read them oh god (laughs) Paige, mine's gonna be terrible i can't wait i can't wait entourage gets so bad it pretty much reads like fan fiction at the end anyway (laughs) Anyway, so they approach the point in the maze where they can choose safe or not safe. Harper, Evan, and Bailey go to the not safe side. Nathan, Mallory, and other girl go to the safe side. (laughs) The dumbest moves of dumb moves. They decide to, one, split up, and then half of them go to the not safe side. Yeah. Well, and the first thing they walk through in the not safe side. No, I'm sorry. Okay. I got that wrong. So Harper, Mallory, and Evan are together. Bailey, Nathan, and the third girl whose name escapes me. Is that uh, Angela? Yes, Angela. Angela, I got you murdered a whole pitchfork. So they go to the not safe side, and the first thing on the not safe side is what appears to initially be fake spider webs, but then have very real spiders in them. Yeah. And these are the specific spiders that I had a panic attack about. And I can't remember if we talked about this in Romancing the Pod. We did. We did when you went with the the restaurant. I don't remember if it was that or if it was this movie or this or, or horror virgin the spiders did freak me out in this movie and it was literally those were the same kind that that i (laughs) encountered and had a panic attack over they get through the spiders and approach a room that has three coffins now over on the safe side they walk through a hallway that has oil all over it and it's got these like trash bags above them with what i can only assume must be body parts they're definitely lumpy. Like, I know there's oil and stuff on the walls. Yeah. Uh, but the bags, it's not just oil in the bags. Like, there's definitely something bumpy in those bags. Yeah. Mm. Never really explained. <laughs> Mikey, why did why was that your reaction? Because my afternoon porn is bumpy bags. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like a bag of sand. <laughs> so we come back to the room. <laughs> You're right, Paige. It is time to move on. I'm just keeping my my thoughts to myself at this point. That'll play well on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to talk. I've had enough yeah, of it. Yeah, I think I'm just going to keep my thoughts to myself. I'm I'm too busy planning <laughs> out whatever fan fiction I'm going to write to beat Todd because now it's a competition. Oh, I'll beat myself if your fan fiction is good enough. I'm going to write one too called In Oceaner, the opposite of Outlander. <laughs> yes! God damn it. I love you so much, Mikey. <laughs> okay, Mikey, now you got to. Now you have to. <laughs> All three of us have to turn these in. Mine takes place in Atlantis, the ancient civilization of Atlantis. <laughs> she found the stones and went all the way back. Yeah, she will fuck a merman. <laughs> Stay tuned. Honestly, I'm like really looking forward to that. Yeah. It's like the movie Abyss, like with Ed Harris and he's in the room <laughs> with the alien and it explains that it's going like, to destroy the whole world with a tidal wave, but then they fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's a real specific joke reference uh, but so. i love the yeah. abyss it's a great movie yeah it's one of my favorite movies yeah 
Anyway, they go back to the room with the three coffins and they hear that within one of the coffins, if you close yourself inside, a door opens behind you. Yes. That would probably freak me out in real life. I don't know if I could do that. I could. I could not. That shit is scary and I'm not here for it. If I knew that a door would open behind me, I could do it for like a couple seconds, but... Also, I don't understand why they picked different ones. Why don't we just all three go through the same one? They did all go through the same they one. They did, yeah. Oh, did they? Only one of them has a secret door. The other ones are just coffins. That's why when they open the oh. other two, it doesn't make that sound when you close it. Right. It's just that one. I think it was all the way on the right, I think. Yeah. When they open that one and close it, that's when you hear the sound of the, the door opening. You know, right. And so Evan goes through Harper goes through Mallory's last. Yeah. And I think they I mean, they've got cameras and everything. So I think they know that she struggled with spiders. So when she goes in, the roof of the coffin opens. Oh, man. And a very real huntsman spider comes through. Yes, it does. Well, and then a bunch of real ones come through. Well, we don't know that the rest that they dumped were real because I guess that's fair. Yeah, but man, yeah. it looks real, and I hated this. There's at least one real one. Oh yeah, because we see it crawl in, Paige. Evan's like, those were all fake. They went to Party City. Yeah, yeah. When she gets out of there and she's like shaking the spiders off of her, Evan is like, they bought it at Party City. I got the receipt right here. But like, where did he get that receipt? Did he find the receipt? Yes, thank you. It was on the floor. It's a not great plot point, but yeah, it was weird, right? I like how that that main clown guy was like, you know, what's really gonna throw out these people we're gonna murder. I did go to Party City, and I'm gonna put the receipt <laughs> in the haunted house to really throw them off. That's playing 4D chess right there. That's like <laughs> really detailed. Yep. So as they walk through into the next room, they see that there's a hole with a bunch of arrows pointing at it, and no one wants to go through. No, never crawl through shit like that. It looks fully like like Candyman's house. It does, yeah. You know, first spiders, now bees. So we cut <laughs> over to the safe side where they're kind of in a house of mirrors, but there's no gap between the reflections, so they know it's a two-way mirror. Which I didn't know that's how you could tell if it was a two-way mirror or not. That's because you're not a lady. You're supposed to check that in bathrooms. I mean, no. I mean, if someone wants to watch me in the bathroom, there's something wrong with that person. <laughs> so, like, I've never really worried about that. You should also check in in hotel rooms and stuff, too. No, that's that's really good pro tip. I did not know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes all of my interviews at police stations make more sense, though. <laughs> <laughs> so they just use video cameras. They do now. Yeah. In my mind, it was like law and order. I've never been interviewed at a police station, but Paige is already writing her fan fiction. She couldn't stop herself. Welcome to Inlander. Fade in. City <laughs> of Atlantis. Exterior day. I can't take your own magic and make like you have to embrace your own idea. Speaking of which, interior, do you want me to write it as a script or do you want it just written like a romance novel? I need it like a script. A script? Okay. How are we going to find actors to play these parts? <laughs> We're not. If it's not written in script format. All right. What if we read them at scripts and then we had... <laughs> We had Patreon movie people read out the script and then we just edit it all together as a Patreon table read. It sounds like what you're doing is signing me up for a lot of work. I don't have time to do. <laughs> yeah, because re- really what we should what we have to do is have each other read parts for each other, which is going to get real weird. Let's not commit to anything. Imagine Mikey not wanting to commit to something. <laughs> I'm going to do mine verbally as an oral tradition. Yours is like the Odyssey, Mikey. <laughs> like the story of Noah. It was all, it was many regions have repeated the tale of the in oceaner, the great flood in her pants. 
<laughs> I just can't wait till she meets and fucks Aquaman. <laughs> a, no, it should be Orm the Ocean Master, a.k.a. Patrick, Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm on board for that, yeah. Anyway, they climb through the tunnel, and it's very claustrophobic, but they do get out, except Mallory's gone. Yeah, which we find out where she goes, because the, there's a trap door. If more than one person goes through at a time, you fall through the trap door. Let's unpack this. Like, okay. How far away do you have to be to not see someone fall through a trap door? I mean, pretty far away. <laughs> like... These people are not doing haunted houses right. Is all I'm saying. Well, I don't know, man. There are there are actually like some tight turns and stuff in that like that crawl space that they're going through. So maybe it's like during one of those turns or something. When we went to a haunted house, you physically touched me and Natalie the whole time. I did. I was touching one or both of you the entire time we were there because I was terrified. And I touch people when I'm in a haunted house. And not in an inappropriate way. No, I wasn't molesting anybody. I was just like... No, I'm saying I do it too. I oh, mean, like, yeah. that's how you go through haunted houses. I'm not going to get into a tunnel and be like, you know what? Fuck these guys. I'm going to go haunt ahead. <laughs> I'm going to venture into this super scary place alone. <laughs> yeah. I've seen enough of these movies to know that that's how you die. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's how you die in real life. Just going... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stay with people. The buddy system works. Always touch people. <laughs> you heard it here first. My Mikey wants you to touch everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... So we cut over to the safe side where they're having to reach their arms through to guest body parts, and it's ramen for brains, grapes for eyes. And then Bailey puts her arms in and loses Harper's mom's ring, where they take it. Um, but also, she doesn't feel anything. And then all of a sudden, someone grabs her arm and slices it with razor blades. Yeah. And they're slicing it vertically along the veins. So yeah. she's going to bleed out. Which, they must not have been that deep, because she would have bled out a long a lot time faster. ago. Yeah, that's... yeah you, have to cut, you have to cut decently deep. But I mean, like... It would still hurt. She would still need medical attention. Like, yeah, yeah, it's bad. And she lost that ring. Right. The real tragedy. And she had to get it to Mordor. <laughs> <laughs> the elves can't help you now, Bailey. It's Gollum back there. Yeah. Precious. <laughs> so we cut over to the not safe side where Mallory is now gone, but something else crawls through the tunnel and it is not Mallory. It's the dude in the red cloak. And they say, hey, our friend is still in there. And he motions for them to continue into the haunt. And he yeah. turns on the lights, revealing a door. So they pass what looks like an emergency exit. And it sounds like something is trying to get through the door. They hear chainsaw sounds on the other side, but it lets them through. And they climb a set of stairs to a room with speakers. And then they kind of like slide through a speaker, which is kind of cool, actually. I really liked that a lot. I thought it was yeah, cool, it was too. Cool. Yeah. And they land in kind of like a plant-covered graveyard where there is a guy with a chainsaw. There's just no chain on it. Which is really common for haunted houses, right? Like, that's Super the thing. common. Yeah. 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 And Evan freaks out and accidentally shoves him. But otherwise, they get through pretty unscathed. And it, this is kind of the point in the movie where... We know Bailey's been hurt, but aside from Bailey getting hurt, which could have been accidental, we don't know. Right. Well, and the lady who was not a part of our group of, like, travelers. Right, but they, yeah. they haven't confirmed that yet. Right. Like, we suspect it, but they haven't confirmed it. Right. We have now spent close to an hour with these people just going through a regular haunted house. Which, you know what? I would watch that kind of movie over and over again. I would watch just, like, we're going to make a movie about going through this haunted house, and I would do it. Mikey should honestly just work 
video security at a haunted house every year <laughs> because I feel like that's like his best life. No, but you would get tired. I want one video of every haunted house in the country. I do think it would be fun if like there was like a really scary part of the haunted house that everyone freaked out at and you just like put up that as a live like feed a, like that a everyone webcam could watch. Or, yeah. yeah, that would be a fun thing to watch because it would be hilarious. You know, uh, here in Nashville a few years ago, they accidentally put a real knife in one of the actor's hands and he stabbed somebody. Yeah. Well, because he thought it was fake, right? Yeah, right. he did think it was fake. Yeah. yeah. At least that's what he told anyway. cops. Yeah, but he had a lot of piercings. <laughs> and a mask and ramen for brains. I mean, he was pretty much just Darth Maul. I mean, it was Darth Maul. <laughs> yeah. A.K.A. Slipknot. <laughs> Slipknot. <laughs> See, you know what this movie needed was, was just the duel of the fates in the background. Just like... <laughs> Duel of the Fates or Carmina Burana all day. I think that's what should have paid when that guy like hopped off the fence and picked up the baseball bat. <laughs> and then you see he's holding his bat and then a bat comes out from the <laughs> other side of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, double bat. Man, Inland is just in the ocean is just riding itself. <laughs> double dick. <laughs> Mikey, I got you while you were drinking. <laughs> if you don't actually write in Oceaner, I'm gonna be so upset. And it's just gonna be in dash ocean dash her. Yeah, H E R. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. It's a porn version with time travel. It's pretty much like Magic School Bus, but like community college. <laughs> it's it's Magic Bang Bus, is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till the magic school bus leaves Miss Frizzle outside and then just drives away at the end. <laughs> she shouldn't have touched the stones. <laughs> yeah, except in, in, in Ocean Her, she's called Miss Shaved. <laughs> she's from Brazil. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a child. Paige hates both of us so much. <laughs> Here's the terrible part. I actually kind of have a good idea for mine now. <laughs> I have put zero thought into mine. Great. That'll be par for the course for Entourage. Yep. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> the door lets them out in a shared room where they've now converged the two pathways, the safe and the not safe. Yeah. And they see that Bailey is really hurt. And the door opens for that glass wall. And it's the witch again. But this time it's Mallory in the body bag. And she is fully murdered. Yeah. Yeah. They impale her face with the. Uh... It's like a fireplace poker. It, it may yeah. not be, but it looks like that. No, I think it is because they get it. Yeah, they do. That's right. But yeah, it goes through her temple like she is dead. Yeah, she is dead. And but then it doesn't necessarily like let them out. They're just kind of stuck in that room for a bit. Right. And so they're trying to make plans of like okay we need the lockbox key to get our phones how are we going to get to it we'll exit back that way there was an emergency exit they try picking the lock with hairpins but it's a two-way lock right and so they try to grab the fireplace poker to break off the hinges i would have been like look we're not going back to the lockbox we're gonna escape and run yeah i could not understand why they did not just go further because either they're completely dead now or there's no way for them to go like it is no safer going back than it is going forward if they are truly in danger that's the mm -hmm. uh do you prefer the known or unknown right yeah the devil yeah. you know versus the devil you right. don't so they 
definitely choose the known over the unknown, but I do sort of think you might be right. Like, they might be very close to the end here, and they might have to fight through one more room, but then get out. You yeah, know? right, exactly. You don't know. So Nathan decides that he's going to go ahead, and so he goes further and sees a room with what looks like mannequins covered with sheets, but then one of them kind of steps out as that's happening they manage to get the poker so they have it but somebody does step on their foot uh we cut back to the room with the mannequins and someone has stepped out and is claiming to be one of the workers at the haunt and they're like hey you need help oh somebody's hurt let me get the lights on we'll get everybody out and he acts like an employee would act yeah so it does seem very real. It does seem real, real. But that scene scared me. Like when he goes in and sees the hallway of mannequins and then the yeah. lights sort oh. of flicker. It's not the lights. It's the steam coming up. When he drops mm -hmm. the key down, the steam comes up or whatever. And then you see that right. guy run. I was like, oh, shit. Like that scared the fuck out of me. Right. We do see that he drops the ring or drops the key. It's the key. Yeah. <laughs> Why was that funny, Mike? Because I'm thinking about Lord of the Rings again. Oh. <laughs> and then I was like, in Oceaner, never would have dropped the ring. Because it's on his dick. <laughs> it's a cock ring page. <laughs> You're talking a lot of bluster for in Oceaner. Well, I mean, he's eventually going to bluster in her, yeah. <laughs> Paige did not like what she caught with that Should stop casting nets uh, So <laughs> Meanwhile while everyone is kind of Sitting and waiting Harper and Bailey are talking and this is where we get Harper's story about like my house growing up Was haunted my dad was abusive But also it wasn't haunted right Like it was just his No it was just abusive yeah uh, Haunted by like physical abuse But also like I think I would have like and I'm a therapist But I'm like in the if it, we're in a life in death situation and you want to like sit down for 20 minutes and be like let me unload my childhood trauma and be like let's stop I th that's a really important part of your life and I, and I think I'm glad you feel comfortable sharing but we need to focus up here that we're our lives yeah. are in danger <sighs> yeah I agree I do think it's great and it shows a lot about Mikey as a person that like when a woman starts like telling Mikey about how she feels about things she's like you know what we clearly don't have time for this maybe we should do this never <laughs> I don't know if Mikey <laughs> noticed this, but I noticed it every time. There's a number of flashback scenes where she goes up to the front door of that house mm -hmm. and there's lotus pods in the wreath. And it made me very uncomfortable because of the holes. <laughs> I, did, I did not know. Because of the holes. Of the oh, holes. okay. Sorry. I didn't realize that they had holes. The yeah. holes don't affect me like they affect you guys. And they're like dead center. So oh. I was just like, this was intentional. So essentially, this is where we get the real convoluted story of like who's dead, who's not. I'm not sure. But we also cut back to uh, Nathan and the other ghost guy trying to kind of get everybody together and get everyone out there's no i would have been like take off your mask i'm freaked out i need you to take off your mask immediately oh yeah absolutely and they sort of do say that they do and he won't but but at the same time i also in my brain i'm like he's an employee he probably has to stay i mean i just watched my friend get murdered so i would have felt totally fine physically attacking that person <laughs> I mean, same, Mikey. Because Mallory's not conscious when they see her get murdered. He says that it's fake. And and so it may have been. And if that's true, you know, you don't know. You're right. He does say she's waiting for you outside. You're so close to the end. Yeah. She's waiting out there for you. It's part of the show. Right. Yeah. Right. Which there are haunted houses that do that. 
Really? So like, yeah, absolutely. Those are the ones that have the waivers and shit. That would break me. I could not do that. There used to be, and they do it a little bit differently every year, but one year at Halloween Horror Nights, they had a walking dead maze where you would be on the tram and they would pull, they had planted people on the tram and they would pull them off the tram and then like rip their stomachs open and eat them oh, that's next neat. to the tram. Yeah, which is kind of real fucking scary. Yeah, no, I, I hate everything about what you just said in English. I hate it. I hate it with numbers. <laughs> Would you prefer it in Gaelic? You don't no. like uh, haggis? <laughs> yeah, that's just haggis. Yeah, human haggis. H-H, baby. H-H, Holmes. <laughs> so they decide with the ghost guy to go back through to the emergency exit. Now, what what started to kind of tip me off about him is that he didn't immediately go, here's the emergency exit. Yes. Right. No, I mean, you know he's bad the whole time. Like, yeah, there he's just playing that middle ground of, oh, I can help you, I can help you, right? Well, and he does give them the keys, which you find out later, he had to give them the keys. That's how they get through. Because at a certain point, if you're still alive in the maze, you can't get through through to the other rooms that are going to kill you without the keys even though harper fully forgets how keys work later in oh this i know i yeah, didn't she doesn't like that yeah it drove me nuts <laughs> anyway so they climb back up they get to the emergency exit and it is full-blown winchester mystery house it's just a door that leads to a wall and so hated that. Yeah, I hated it because it looked like it was sort of paperish to me. And when mm-hmm. Evan was standing really close to it, I kept thinking someone was going to reach through it and grab him and pull him in. And mm. that thought alone was freaking me out. Like I was like hiding my eyes and like people were making fun of me. I'm sure they were when they were watching me watch this in the lobby. Anyway, so <laughs> there is no emergency exit. Right. Um. So they decide to go basically back through and go further or no, I'm sorry. They decide to go back through the maze. Yes. But they establish an order where Evan's going to go through first. Then Mitch, who is the ghost guy. He has told them his name is Mitch. And then Nathan, then everybody else. So Evan goes through. Mitch goes through and doesn't signal the others, but instead blocks off the tunnel and then signals. Yeah, he takes like a wood plank or whatever and locks it off. Yep. So we cut to Nathan in the tunnel, but it's been sealed. Meanwhile, Evan walks outside and encounters Mitch and starts to kind of question him about where people are. Yeah, because they were supposed to be right behind Mitch. Right. Yeah. Meanwhile, they hear someone trying to come through the door with like from back the way they came. And so Harper, instead of just leaving it locked and going into the next room to put more locked doors between them, Harper puts the key in the lock. Yeah. Which makes it turn easier. She does this three different times in this movie and I hated it every time. It's almost like she like realized that they were supposed to go to more door and she thought they needed more doors. Right. (laughs) More doors. I was like, that's a place you don't need to actually have more doors. She wanted more doors music. (laughs) So, the guy gets in. She ushers Bailey into the maze. I think it's pronounced Ursher's. Yeah. She <laughs> ursher's yeah. Bailey into the maze. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but the hooded guy that comes through with a pitchfork kills Angela, just like yeah. pitchforked through the face. Yeah. And so Harper scrambles into the maze. And I don't know why that was the thinking to scramble into the maze because like he can fully just come into the maze behind you. You should definitely, if you have like four people, there's one person with like a you should just jump him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We would throw Natalie ahead of us and then we would disarm yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. One may have to die for the rest of us to live, but that's how it is. That's the code of the in oceaner. 
<laughs> he's the worst hero, but that's the best story. I think he's not a hero, Mikey. No. He's a male escort lost in Atlantis. <laughs> oh, Gigolo Tide. <laughs> we don't use his real name. <laughs> anyway, we cut to oh um, because Bailey is also in the maze. The trapdoor triggers, and Nathan falls into the workshop where he kind of watches as one of the clowns goes through everyone's locked phones and then microwaves the ones that are locked to destroy them. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, the clown with the pitchfork has caught up with Harper and she basically says, please don't hurt me. Please don't hurt me. Pulls the hood back thinking it's Sam and it is not Sam. It's Slipknot, a.k.a. Darth Maul. Yeah, it's Sithnot. Yeah. So meanwhile, back in the room with the phones, Sam calls Harper's phone and a clown answers. Yeah. And just says, you're too late, Sam, and hangs up. And we see that the dude has, like, a scarred clown face. Yes. I hated everything about these, like, villains or whatever you'd call them. Especially right. the fact that we never learn anything about them. Right. And Harper takes off trying to get away from the guy with the pitchfork. Nathan is somehow able to see through into the room that she is in. Yeah. And fires a nail gun at that guy, with it, which Ooh. in my notes I just said, given his level of piercings, a nail gun is child's play. <laughs> like, he's going to be fine. And he does sort of like, I mean, they hit him, it hurts him, but he does sort of glance them off. Like, yeah. you see him trying to kill them later. Like, yeah. he is very much not completely phased by this. Like, if that was me, I'd be in the hospital like yelling. Right. And he's just like, oh yeah, I got a nail gun in my arm. It's not a big deal. It's fine. Well, you have the nails from the nail gun in your arm. You right, have right, a right. Literal nail right. gun in your arm. That's just ridiculous. That'd be an amazing, cool power, though. Add that to an oceaner. <laughs> he does have a nail gun. It's his dick. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies. <laughs> anyway, uh, Evan's outside and he's like, Where is everybody? And he's there with Mitch. And Mitch is like, Hey, do you still want to see my face? And he pulls his mask back and reveals that his face has been altered to look like his mask. Yeah. I think his face is one of the scarier ones. Yeah. I think I thought his face was other people's stretch faces over his face. That's why no. I thought they wanted faces. No, I mean, I realize that that is wrong, but I thought that because of the way he looks. It looks very unnerving. Like, I hated it. Right. And so Evan's like, I just want to go home and... Mitch reveals that they know his address because they signed those release forms. Yeah, I was wondering at first where they got their addresses, but it does reveal that, which I yeah. was grateful for. But yeah, I was like, oh God, there's no escaping these people. So he knocks Evan down and he puts the claw part of a hammer underneath Evan's teeth and essentially peels back his face. Oh God, I hated this so much. Because <sighs> it was like, it showed it, man. Like it was yeah. a graphic. Harper keeps running further into the maze where she encounters a bucket and a light and in the bucket is a bunch of dead stuff but at the bottom she finds a flashlight no sooner has she pulled it out that the bucket gets pulled up this scene is my least favorite scene in the whole movie why is that because i have a i have a question to ask you okay would you not just dump out the bucket you would absolutely dump out the bucket i had that same thought i was like this woman is not very smart well i yeah. mean she's in a intense situation so maybe she's not thinking but there's just that no way i wouldn't dump out that bucket exactly i'd be like I would definitely not put my hand into something since I've watched like 10 people die by putting their hands in things. Right, exactly. And and it's effectively, because it's full of dead stuff, it's effectively an nganga. Like, yeah. I don't want to put, like, that would smell to high heaven. Yeah. Like, dump it out. 
Uh, so she gets the flashlight. She makes her way back down the hallway. Meanwhile, Nathan is still in the basement and he sees Harper's mom's ring. So he grabs it and he also sees the ramen, the grapes and the ro- razor blade. So he's now kind of behind a lot of the rooms that they've gone through. He grabs the phone in the cell phone room. He hears someone coming. And so he hides and he stands, but then makes a noise. So he's like behind a tarp and accidentally yes. like steps against a paint can. Meanwhile, Harper with the flashlight is making her way through. Oh, this is what made me laugh really hard. Making her way through a room with just like hanging blades and blades on the floor. Yeah. And she kind of as her like she crosses her flashlight there's just like a mobile made of mismatched steak knives and it made me laugh out loud. I was like, this is the this is the hokiest shit I have ever seen. <laughs> okay, so in this scene, I laughed a little bit too at a, a part that I think they wanted to be scary and probably would be if I wasn't men- mentally like a 14-year-old boy. But she like shines a flashlight on all the like knives that are hanging above her, right? And then you see it mm-hmm. follow the rope and then you, you see them shaking and you hear like a... <laughs> Oh, that's later. That's not this one. Oh, shit. My bad. The knife teen is pretty funny, too, though. <laughs> yeah, well, let me just tell you, because I already set it up. But, like, when she follows that rope and he's cutting it, it looks sort of like he's jerking off over there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, ah, and runs away. <laughs> and I was like, that's what you should do when some guy in a clown suit's jerking off. Like, that 100% is what you should do. Yep. So... A guy is kind of chasing her through this room, so she ends up stepping on a strip of nails, and it goes into her foot, Todd style. I hate it. If it was Todd style, she would have been fine. Yeah. Wait, I mean, didn't you end up with nails in your feet? Um, I have had nails in my feet, yes. Actually, more than once. But once was a product of abuse. Once was just I was outside hanging out by a pool without my shoes on. And uh, there was uh, construction going on, and I didn't realize it, and I stepped on a nail. Yeah, but if you guys have seen Todd's feet, the nails just bend and break, and it's just like a big cost to that construction company. <laughs> construction companies hate me because of this one simple trick. <laughs> it's why he's immune to in-oceaner's weapons. <laughs> I am the never-nailed. Yeah. Well, that sounds like an incel. Hang on. I don't like that at all, actually. <laughs> Hang on one second. No, no, no. 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 The never nailed is that definitely going to be what you're going to be called for forever. now. <laughs> That's definitely what an oceaner's villain would be named. <laughs> it's you again, never nailed. <laughs> How's your mom's basement? <laughs> I didn't go down there last time I was over. <laughs> so Nathan comes out. He makes it outside and sees Mitch asks where my friends are. And Mitch is not going to tell him. Uh, so he grabs Sam's phone and texts, or he grabs Harper's phone and texts Sam. Yeah. And then drops a pin for where she is. And at this point, I was like, I'm sorry, is the abusive boyfriend the hero of this movie? It does sort of seem like it's going to be that way, yes. That's upsetting as hell. So we cut back to Sam. She pulls her foot off the nail. She grabs a flashlight. She runs towards the exit with a knife-a-teen, a knife guillotine. Um, meanwhile, Nathan finds a ladder to kind of climb further up into the haunted house. Uh, we cut back to the knife-a-teen pulley system, and we see that the other clown is cutting it. Yeah, this is the masturbatory-looking clown. And then she falls as she tries to crawl through, and there's like a sticky floor, almost like rat traps. But then when she pulls her hands up, it like pulls her skin off, which is like like, rat traps are not that sticky. Like, that's not how that works. That would have had to have been some, like, industrial strength level glue. Acid or something, or, yeah. Or acid, yeah. Could, well, 
We know it's not because it's sticky, although I don't know. Maybe yeah. there is a sticky kind of an acid. I have no idea. But that would have to be like glue that the public does not have access to. Yeah. I'm talking like secret government Area 51 level glue. Government glue. Yeah. So she barely misses the nifotine and she makes it into the next room where it's a little girl's room. And there's some backwards writing that says, find the key to escape the haunt. Yeah, it literally says escape room. Yeah, she yeah. happens to have a compact on her. Yeah. Which I thought, I was like, she hasn't had this the whole movie. <laughs> What's happening? Well, she's got a fresh up her makeup page. It's because she's got the bruise. She's got to check it. Yeah. yeah, I guess. I mean, there is no real reason, though. <laughs> no. She goes through the drawers, finds a piece of wallpaper, which she kind of pieces into the wall which is concealing the message, the dolls see all. She goes through all the dolls. One of their faces comes off and it says there's something hiding under the bed. She pulls the covers back and there's tons of blood. She crawls under the bed and finds a tiny wooden house that plays Pop Goes the Weasel. She opens it and reveals the key. No sooner does she do that than there's banging on the door. Yeah. And she just stays there, and I'm just like, run! And I know it's trauma. Yeah, yeah That's why she stays. Yeah, it definitely is trauma, yeah. At this point, yeah. she has been broken. Like the, the trauma now has mixed with the trauma before, and now she is just not doing well. So she runs for the door after her... She has a flashback to her dad hurting her mom, and yeah. it's not great. So she runs to the door, she puts the key in, or tries to, but Slipknot's back. So she puts the key in his eye, pulls it back out, turns the key, and stands off to the side. And thankfully, because a shotgun fires through the door. And she Ugh. dodges it, kind of, but it does get her shoulder. It shoots her shoulder, but then she doesn't really seem to be affected by it outside of this one scene. Right. And she climbs through into the hallway that has the gun in it. And he's coming after her, trying to choke her and punch her. But the trigger resets for the gun. She presses his eye where she stabbed him. Yeah. And pushes his head up. It fires, gets him in the head. And she's essentially safe for the moment. The trigger resets. She tries to get the gun. And as she does, the lights turn on. Yeah. I hated this a lot because when she shoots him with the... You know, the timing of that gun, because the gun is like locked down. She can't pull it up right. when she tries later. She gets up as the Pop Goes the Weasel song is playing. Right. And is walking towards it in full like range of it standing. So where she would get hit if it goes off and like it gets to the point where it would have shot again. But you hear it click like the gun doesn't have any bullets in it. Yeah. Like she knows how that system works. Because she just killed one of them with it, and then she stands in front of it while it, it does that, when she could just lay on the ground and crawl up to it. Like, I yeah. hated that so much. Like, that is so, so dumb. It's super dumb. And we cut away to reveal that her abusive boyfriend is on the way. Yes. To save the day. To save the day. I hated that so much. That's what you thought. I thought that too. And I was like, no, that would be terrible. Yeah. Meanwhile, a clown is busting in the windows of the van. Yeah, he is. And they're sealing the bodies in like oil drums and the lights all come on. Because they're trying to make body oil. <laughs> they're trying to make soap. It's like Fight Club. They dress up one of them in a cloak and they say, you ready? And they send him into the hallway where Harper is. And she immediately stabs at it with the pitchfork that she grabbed from the red hooded guy. But it turns out that it was Bailey. Yeah. Like she like knocks it to the ground and then stabs it. And then it's Bailey. It's so sad. Right. Yeah. She got stabbed like she was a Bailey of hay. Yeah. Mm hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey, did you write that joke? 100%. I love it. Meanwhile, her creepy boyfriend has arrived and he leaves his truck on the side of the road with the door open and the keys in it. Yeah, because he's real stupid. Nuts. But he follows her pin, 
he comes in he says hello i'm looking for somebody and he runs into the clown and he hits the the trip wire which looks like it shot at first it looks like a tranquilizer dart but it was a screw oh no yeah he gets screwed i actually think they're technically bolts because it's bigger than like a regular screw yeah but it is threaded yeah yeah and he then gets a cinder block to the hand and a sledgehammer to the head. And again, he, he's literally just there to pad the kill count. Well, he's not a great dude. Oh, I mean, we're not upset that he's dead, but he has no purpose. Even a murderous clown is right twice a day. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're not upset that he's dead as much as I'm like, he didn't need to be here at all. Right. It's because they, they do leave in his truck. It's in the Wikipedia. Is it in the Wikipedia? <laughs> Did you look it up? Yes. I checked. I researched. I understand that it is supposed to be his truck and they do initially get into his truck. I'm telling you that in the film, there is a problem with continuity and they used a different truck at a certain point. I didn't notice that. I just noticed the red range. It's when she's driving home from the hospital. It's a different truck. Well, she probably didn't take his truck. Who else would she have taken? And why make it a red truck if it's not supposed to be the same one? Because technically, like, it's he's dead, and like they told the hospital that he was dead, and they took his truck. They probably just didn't give it to her. Maybe she drives a truck. I mean, maybe, but we have no establishment for that, and it's very weird to have a similar truck that we've been following and then just have it not be the right truck. Or that same truck. Maybe her or and her boyfriend had similar trucks, and that's why they got together. We don't know. We don't yeah. know, but, like, it just looks like they made a mistake is what it looks like. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. I think it's silly. Yeah. I thought you meant that they drive in a different truck on the way away from the haunted house. I don't no, think no, any, no. any movie should have taken place after the hospital. Yeah, I, I agree. Anyway, we hear chainsaw noises in the hallway and she kind of retreats. And this time it's clear that he does have chains on the chainsaw. Oh, yeah. So as she retreats back into the hallway, a sledgehammer breaks through the particle board walls and it's Nathan. So he chainsaw, he like sledgehammers her out. Chainsaw man is coming. She loads the gun and his chainsaw saws off the barrel and then she fires. Right. Because now the gun does work, even though it didn't before when she was standing in front of it. Well, she put a shotgun shell in it. Yeah, she does load it. Oh, I must have missed that. Okay. Yeah. Meanwhile, Nathan is fighting with Mitch who has the hammer but harper picks up the sledgehammer and murders mitch and i just have in my notes sister sledged (laughs) (laughs) yeah baseball guy's not a real good fighter oh yeah no he's pretty terrible uh they make their way out past sam's dead body and they run into a guy with like a dracula mask and he's like hey i didn't kill anybody i was just helping out i didn't know they were going to kill those kids right i would earn my face if i killed someone but i'm just their errands guy who i which i don't believe him for a second i don't i would have murdered him immediately oh I, i mean i'll say this i believe him but he did say he would earn his face if he killed someone so he knew what they were doing yeah that guy is a killer who just hasn't killed yet Let's kill him. I just yeah. accidentally killed one of my friends. And you think I'm not going to kill you? Yeah. Yeah. Stranger who admitted that he was going to kill someone tonight. Yeah. I also don't know why she didn't take the pitchfork with her as a weapon. She already either. knows it can be used to kill. Yeah. Anyway, so he, this guy pretends that he's going to run out with him and goes through a box looking for a gun. Yeah. And he's like, oh, weird, it used to be here, which bought time for a a dude with a lot of piercings and a very strange face to try and sneak up on them. But they literally, like, axe his arm against the wall. So, like, they immediately get rid of that guy. Yeah, so the guy comes in with the piercings, and he shoots the guy going through, like, the box of, I don't know, like, things. He's like, that's what you get, normie face. And I was like, oh, (laughs) these villains. That's what you get, no face! 
<laughs> but that's when they axed that guy who had the gun. They yeah. sort of axed his arm into the wall. Oh, they machete it in, and the other person takes a sledgehammer and hammers the machete. That's what the it machete was. Into yeah, 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 it. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, yeah. whoa, that's intense. Yeah. And he was like, I was supposed to shoot the bus driver. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you shooting? Anyway, so they run out to the van, but they clearly can't use the van to get away. Right. So. As they're running, they start setting the haunt on fire inside. Yeah, in that room with oil. Like, that. that is why that oil was there. They do get chased. The witch chases them for a little bit, but they end up slamming her face in the trap door and then revealing that she's got, like, a real witch face under. Yeah, I honestly really like the way they killed her because... It was very evil dead. Yeah, it was very evil dead. Nathan grabs her feet and pulls her down, and as she's about to fall through that trap door that Nathan's in, Harper slams her head like seven times into the, uh, you know, the trap door. It was pretty brutal. Yep. They know they can't use the van, but Nathan does get Chekhov's bat out of the bat. Of course. And they go to climb a barbed wire fence and someone is chasing out uh, or chasing after them. And it's the guy who had his arm axed to the, like the wall is still after yeah. them. Yeah. So he confidently's like, uh, you notice that the only guy that Nathan like picks a fight with is a guy he knows can only use one of his arms. Well, and that guy <laughs> has a gun. who, So he manages to shoot Nathan. But then Nathan gets the guy across the head with a bat and then immediately just drops the bat. I'm like, take the bat, man. Like, and the gun. And the There's gun. There's a history of not taking any of the weapons. Yeah. I mean, yeah. well, they do, act, not axe, they machete that guy's arm into the wall, right? And they should have taken the gun at that point. Right. So they find Sam's car. They get in it. They drive home. They pass the paramedics on the way. But, like, I like the conversation in Sam's car where they're going to the hospital and they're like, wow, like, was that your ex boyfriend also dead in there? And this is his car? Like, that's crazy. Weird. <laughs> so you're saying he's out of the way. <laughs> so they take Nathan to the hospital. He gives her back her mom's ring. And this is where she then drives to her mom's house and it's a completely different truck. It's still red and it's still kind of the same shape and the same era, but it is not the same truck because it doesn't have the stripes down the side. I thought this was either a dream or it shouldn't have happened at all because one, it could have set up a sequel if the main clown guy lived. Two, I just don't like it. Yeah, well, it might be a dream sequence because she's driving, mom opens the door, there's a clown behind her and then she wakes up in the hospital. Yeah. Oh, there's that There's that one. I, I'm at the other scene. Why do we have like a confusing truck mix up in that case? But anyway, well, so. Well, if that all happens just in the dream sequence, maybe she's just dreaming the truck wrong. Yeah, that's her yeah, dream Yeah, truck. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, weird for an audience like somebody watching the movie it's confusing i have a dream truck too it's truck executioner <laughs> it's truck executioner <laughs> she my uh, dream truck i believe that she killed my brother <laughs> uh, anyway she wakes up in the hospital and and the nurse comes in and is like hey your friend is fine but i need you to sign these release forms and it makes her remember the ones from the haunt right and that's when she realizes, oh, they have my address. Right. Yeah. We follow a van as it pulls up outside her mom's house. They break in. There's sticky paper. Pop goes the weasel. She's there. There's a, he, She, like, puts a nail strip out, so he ends up getting a nail strip to the hand. Yeah. And she's pulled the gun off the wall. She says, let's take off your mask, and she fires. I do love that she says, let's take off your mask, but then just shoots him through it, like, does not actually take his mask off. And, and that's, that's the movie. The Movie. So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what do you guys think about Haunt? I like it in the Halloween season. Yeah. I still stand by what I said immediately after watching it. It is super scary, but forgettable. 
Yeah, I I mean, I don't anticipate watching it again because it wasn't scary for me, but it also wasn't super memorable for me. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I just don't really see like a lot of the story there. I feel like if they had beefed up why the people were doing it, if any of that made sense, it would have stuck with me more. But it's just not like scary long term like a hereditary is to me. Because it's like so over the top, not silly, but like, oh, this would never happen. No one has any real motivations that it just doesn't stick with me. I just went as like a lower budget because I watched I tried to watch another low budget horror film. I would not classify this low budget. We'll talk about that. Yeah, it's not low. It is absolutely not low budget. No, this budget was twice of Invisible Man. Oh, really? Yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah, and they they get to make it because they had already made Quiet Place. Yeah. So they didn't even release it in theaters, did they? They did not. Not it. Not. In the U.S. I thought I think it would have made a lot of money in theaters. I mean, I think it would have done decent. I think so, too. I don't understand why they didn't. In fact, I, Paige, do you mind if I just jump into box office? We can do fun facts afterwards, but we're sort of talking about box office. So there, Well, there, there's very few fun facts if you want me to just quickly go through them. All right, well, let's yeah, not yeah, got yeah, some yeah, fun yeah. facts then. So, Paige, hit us with your fun facts. Haunting fun, fun facts. facts. Scott Beck and Brian Woods, who wrote the script for Haunt, also wrote Quiet Place, and they wrote them at the same time, not believing either would be made. They made them on spec. So nice. they wrote these as like writing samples. And once A Quiet Place got made, that's when Haunt got greenlit. That makes sense to me. This sort of stuff happens with writers, especially new writers. Like they'll have one big breakthrough movie that does really well. And then they'll have a, a studio be like, oh, shit, we got to buy everything this dude has written yeah. because and he's it's like, great. no, I, I don't think so. He's like, this is in Oceaner. You don't want this. <laughs> in Ocean Her. This very yeah. much feels like a, mm, this script needed some work. But was bought prematurely. Yeah. Yeah. So when the character's phones are being checked, the second phone has a picture of the I-74 bridge that connects Iowa and Illinois on the lock screen. And it's basically their, the director's hometown known as the Quad Cities. So Uh they're from that area. Cool. Uh, And finally, the actor who plays the devil character also provided the voice for Harper's dad in the flashback scene. Oh, okay, cool. And those are your fun facts. Well, thank you for those awesome uh, fun facts, Paige. Let's talk to the box office. So I already hinted at this some, but let's see how good Mikey's memory and math skills are. Mikey, how much do you think the budget for Haunt was? $20 million. So it was $17 million. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, it's between 14 and 18, but sure. So the numbers I saw was $17 million. I'm pretty sure uh, Invisible Man's budget was seven. Is that? I thought it was 10. Ugh, I'm an idiot. Go back to the ocean where you belong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just verified it. Invisible Man was $7 million. So this movie was twice plus some of Invisible Man. Um, Okay, so we already talked about this a little bit as well. It did not get a U.S. release. It only got an international release. And Mikey, guess at what you think it made internationally. 17? Uh, You're about a tenth of the way there. It's $1.7 million. So not a lot of theaters is what you're saying. This movie... I would say bombed in theaters, but I have no idea how much they made on the streaming rights for it. So it may have made its budget back in streaming, although because it's only available on Shudder, I doubt it because Shudder is not that big of a company and I just don't see them spending 15, 17 million dollars on one movie. Yeah, no, I agree. But that is pure speculation. I truly have no idea. And it doesn't sound like it got a big release. So I wonder, I just wonder why. It didn't get a big release internationally either. I actually went through the countries of the international release 
And it literally was like in maybe a thousand theaters outside the U.S., like in the rest of the world. It wasn't even in that many theaters. Like it made the most money in Germany. It made four hundred sixty-one thousand um, dollars, but it wasn't in the theaters very long. Yeah, it, it was only in Germany, Japan, Lithuania, Netherlands, Romania, Russia, Slovenia, Spain, and Turkey. That's it. And it wasn't in like all of their theaters. It was in just some of their theaters. That's so weird. I wonder if like a weird company bought the distribution rights or something. That could yeah, be. Something. Yeah. As just like a money laundering tax haven <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> just like the fine art world. I do think that had this been released in the U.S. and been in all the theaters, it definitely would have made seventeen million at least back. Or, or like even ne- like if this came out on Netflix and Netflix pushed it a little bit, it would have been huge. Yeah. I mean, I, I think a lot of people saw this movie, even though it was only on Shudder, which is saying something. I think people... I mean, it was huge on Shudder, but yeah. like if it was huge on Shudder, I think it would have been huge on, like even more huge on Netflix during Halloween season. Mm-hmm. And I think it definitely would have made its budget back if it was in theaters, especially around Halloween. Mm-hmm. But that's your box office. Mike, you don't want to hit him with that scary scale? Yeah, scary scale listeners, a scale of one to 10 of how scary we found the film. When we watched it this time, it's not a scale of quality. It's a scale of how scared we were. Yep. Boom. One to ten. One example, Ghostbusters. Ten example, Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Arachnophobia. Uh, <laughs> Paige, what are you going to give it? This is a one for me. Really? Wow. wow. Okay. Todd, what about you? I'm going to give it a six. It was pretty scary for me. Okay. Six is pretty good. Very forgettable, but very scary. I'm going to give it a three because okay. the spiders freak me out. And then the jump scares, I forgot some of the jump scares and they got me. Yeah. But this is your second time watching it. So a yeah. three for you on a rewatch is really high, I think. Yeah. I would have probably given it a six or seven on my first one. Yeah, absolutely. And I think had I watched it in like a theater setting or like a dark room setting, it would have been higher than a six. But I watched this in a well-lit lobby of a convention center. So... Do you think they're still together? No, I'm kidding. No. I, I honestly don't think Nathan is alive because the nurse says. The clown, she didn't warn him first. No, because the nurse says that your friend's going to be fine in the dream sequence. I don't think there's any indication that he did not die from that gunshot wound. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, we have no idea. Anyway, so no, I don't think they're still together. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? I do. So whose review are you going to read this week, you sexy son of a bitch? William J.C., 1992. Well, William J.C., what you got to say to me? I can't see the full title. It says, Mikey, please please read, comma, Todd, something, something. Oh, Todd might want to hear this. I think think it's what it said. I'm going to use context clue. He says, hey, y'all, comma, I love the show so much. I felt the need to drop some knowledge based on something Todd said during the People Under the Stairs episode. Okay. After surgery, you totally can have your body parts released to you. Oh, no. I hate everything about this. Oh. This is great news. (laughs) (laughs) I work in pathology in Utah, and we release body parts to patients about four to five times a year. Oh, my God. Last year, I assisted in the release of a whole leg back to a patient. What? We legally cannot ask why they want it. But after the episode, I now fear that patient ate that leg. 100% they ate that leg. They pulled a Mikey and put some like Frank's hot sauce on Frank's leg and ate it like a chicken wing. Well, that's all I want to say about that. But <laughs> <laughs> love this show and these combos are what make it amazing. Five stars. Well, thank you so much for that amazing but gross five-star review. William JC1982, thank you so much. And if you want to have Mikey read your review, make sure to leave us a five-star text review. Uh, so this week, you guys made me watch Haunts. What are you guys making me watch next week? 
So this week was Listener Request Week, and in their infinite wisdom, the way the listeners have decided to scare the shit out of me is with the 57-minute-long movie host. Which, I mean, it's going to be a shorter episode just because of the runtime of the movie, but man, I am nervous about it. I mean, honestly, there isn't a movie that was in the final four that I was going to be looking forward to seeing. All of them were very, very scary movies from what I hear. But your homework for next week is to watch the short movie Host on Shudder. I believe that's the only place you can see it. So watch it on Shudder. Come back for a probably shorter episode next Monday. I don't know. Mikey and I could talk about anything forever. So, you know, we'll probably be fine. But that's your homework. So, guys, if you like this show but want to hear this power thruple on another movie review show about romance and romantic comedies, check out Romancing the Pod, where Mikey, Paige, and I break down and make fun of romantic movies. It's a lot of fun, guys. Check it out. If you want to follow us on social, please do. We are at Horror Virgin or online at HorrorVirgin.com. If you want to follow us all individually, you can do that as well. Paige is at Paige Wesley on Twitter or Rampage Wesley everywhere else, including TikTok. Mikey is at MRandolph24 and I am at Todd J. Awesome. If you like the show so much and you want to help financially support it, please do by going to patreon.com slash horrorvirgin where you can get a lot of great levels and a lot of great stuff like bonus episodes, director's cut episodes where they're a little bit longer and you get them actually a day earlier mm-hmm, than the mm-hmm. regular feed drop. We do a lot of great things like listener requests and stuff like that. So guys, check out yeah. the Patreon and help support the show. It If you can't financially support the show, that's understandable. That's fine. But if you want to hang out with us on the daily, join the Facebook group uh, at facebook.com slash group slash horror virgin. We also link it like once a week. So just find it there and join the awesome Facebook group. And literally we're in there talking every day. It's awesome. And if you want to check out our Twitch stream, we're at twitch.tv slash Todd awesome. Well, we will be playing horror video games. So if you have always wondered what it would be like to watch me get scared, you can now do that on Twitch while I play these horror games. It's, Twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, guys. Check it out. It's a lot of fun for you. Not a lot of fun for me. This episode brought to you by Nick B. Nick B, fun fact. Oh, yeah? He actually adjusted his face to make it look like a mask. He just happened to find a mask that looked like a British guy. (laughs) I mean, that makes sense because he is a British guy. Yeah. This episode also brought to you by Brandon's Bug Business. And Brandon's Bug Business is actually called Bug Cage Company on Facebook. So if you need anyone to ship you some bugs, reach out to Brandon at Bug Cage Company on Facebook and they will ship you some bugs. Oh, I forgot, but. The spider guy. Yeah. So I forgot to do this last week. What's his name? I do apologize. His name is Jonathan. And he has sent me some spiders to show you. Okay. Are you guys ready? I feel like it's a very. Oh, this one's unnerving to me, too, and I, they don't really bother me that much. All right, let me share my screen. Boom. Can you guys see it? Oh, yeah, that's a huntsman. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like that they're hairy. What's happening there? I don't like it at all. It looks like an alien. I'm not a fan. This episode also brought to you by The Letter Jeff, and Jeff wants you to check out his podcast, Kissing Jessica Jones, where each week they break down a new episode of the Jessica Jones Netflix TV show and have recently moved on to the Agent Carter episode. So check out Kissing Jessica Jones on any of your podcast apps. This episode is also brought to you by Tia, and each week we go into a deep dive as to how Tia's teenager is driving her crazy. So Mikey, how is Tia's teenager driving her crazy? Well, you see, this year, I mean, for Halloween, she is going to be a devil, and she has been dressing up with a pitchfork and stabbing the pitchfork in the drywall of their house over and over oh, again, holes everywhere. I would be literally going insane if that was happening. 
<laughs> well, T, I'm very sorry your teenager is destroying your house. This episode also brought to you by Awesome Possum Blossom, and Awesome Possum Blossom wants me to give you some awesome possum facts. So here's one for you. Possums have never shown their real face. You're only okay. seeing their masks. Ooh. Yeah. They actually look a lot like Mikey hmm. under their mask. Checks out. Yeah, they're soft tens. I think if I saw a possum with Mikey's face, I would cuddle it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mikey's afraid to accept love is what that is. That's what, to my possum hole. <laughs> that's what Mikey does when you try and hug him in public anyway, so watch out. <laughs> I'm a big hugger. You are. I love it. For people I know. Like strangers, though, for real. Don't. You heard that. Him. If you see Mikey at a live show, don't oh, hug God. him. <laughs> because he only <laughs> hugs people he knows. We now return you to another episode of uh, The, the Patreonicals. Okay, so uh, most evil Matthew. Right. Him and his wife and his daughter. He got married? Kaylee. They got married. Oh, okay. I forgot they got married. Yeah. And their daughters? What's their daughter's name? It's not important because... <laughs> She was also very evil, but Isaac runs through the wall like the Kool-Aid man. Oh, yeah. Dave makes him attack them. Oh, wow, because the control collar. Well, no. Oh, okay. Dave just promises to feed him body parts from, from his special power. Honestly, if you are someone who can regrow body parts, you could probably very easily manipulate a cannibal that way. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man. I'll give you an arm and a leg if you go murder Most Evil Matthew's daughter. Yeah. Yeah. But, and he also kidnaps Most Evil Matthew's daughter. Wow. Okay. So it's like a Lindbergh baby situation. Yes. Oh, is that the, is that it? That's the end of that part. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so Eddie and Sasha yeah. are in bed and having nipple sex. Ooh, the best kind of mammal sex. Ooh, mammal sex. Isaac busts through the door, Kool-Aid man style. Oh, gross. <laughs> is that a, oh yeah yeah <laughs> and uh a pack of wild dogs attacks him but he beats them off and then uh, wait is dave giving he dave's in well the eddie's pack of dogs he's there i mean like they're guarding sasha and eddie oh that makes sense okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but isaac comes in and he's like y'all shouldn't have killed dave over and over again yeah he's he's really upset yeah and dave walks in and he kidnaps eddie and leaves sasha crying and he tapes over it Eddie's mouth so he can't talk to the animals anymore and Isaac carries him out and then Dave just flips her the bird and walks out the hole in the wall I don't know why but I have always thought when Eddie was talking to the animals that he was doing it telepathically but I think it's funnier knowing that he actually just speaks their own language so like he knows squirrel and it's like you just see him squeaking at squirrels occasionally a hundred percent I like it now Kate's sitting in her room speaking of telepathic yeah and she uses a telepathic Pathic blast and blast them both away and actually impales Dave with Isaac and she flies away because she's very on the defensive. Yeah. So she's okay. Karun and Dinosaurus, who are married and in space on the moon with Danielle. <laughs> I like how they're married in space, but on the moon. <laughs> well, the moon is technically in space. I mean, yeah, but you could also say that we are in space on Earth. I think the definition is anything outside of Earth is in space. It's a very Earth-centric way of looking. Someone's got to get Neil deGrasse Tyson on this. I got questions. Somebody explain that to me, because I don't care. <laughs> anyway, Aaron and Danielle, they are getting married in the moon because they, they don't have genders. I forgot to talk about that. They It's very fluid, but like it's only one. They just divide or whatever. It's fine. Uh, Wait. But they're getting married. <laughs> so wait, moon people d like cellularly divide to create new members of their society? 
Yeah, don't be an idiot. Oh, I, I'm so sorry. I did. Okay, all right. They go into the craters and hold hands, and a, a, another moon person appears. But it's dark in there. No one really knows what happens. Why do I feel like I'm eight <laughs> and I just asked my mom where babies come from? <laughs> well, this is where moon babies come from. Great, great, great. Okay. Anyway, they get a distress call from Kate on Earth who says, Dave's trying to kill everyone because we killed him so much. Can you guys come help? And Dumbasaurus is like, oh, they're bringing me back into this shit. I'm getting too dino for this shit. <laughs> so Danielle and... Aaron and Demosaurus right. and Karun, they go back into their spaceship and they are headed back to Earth to help everyone. Amy is still trying to make Wes a real boy instead of a Casper. And um, <laughs> okay. Scott has also joined them and he goes and moves big heavy things and he is cursed by being a thing. Uh, like a thing, like a Fantastic Four thing, not a uh, thing thing. Thank you. Thank you. I Thank do you like that they're trying to find how to make Wes corporeal before they try to make Scott a person and not a thing. Scott's very unselfish. Awesome. Well done, Scott. So uh, Dreskel from the Illuminati came, comes and he's like, I've got the special part you need uh, for the Casper boy machine. And then he gets tackled by Isaac and then Dave comes and smashes that part and he flips everybody off and then he kidnaps the ghost somehow in a Ghostbusters-like device. He's like, come and get him, bitches. That's next. That then the episode ends. Oh, is that it? Yeah. All right. Are we going to be able to drop off the money in the in the uh, cemetery before the Lindbergh baby gets discovered? What happens in the dark in the moon craters? Will the in oceaner be able to be able to overcome his massive boners to get stuff done? I don't know. He calls them oars, Paige. <laughs> Find out next week on another episode of. Uh, in Ocean Hurts. All right, that's going to be it for us this week. I'm Paige. <laughs> I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin, Todd. Keep it ooky spooky. Yeah. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Unscrewable nerds. <laughs>